This portion of my podcast is brought to you by Etitude because bamboo is better. We've had these Etitude bamboo sheets for the past month now, and let me tell you, they are the best. They are. You can feel the quality the second your body hits the sheets. Etitude sheets are made from the world's first clean bamboo fabric. They are softer than silk. Take my word for it. Okay, I got a new puppy. So when it's time to go to bed, I am legitimately ready to go to bed. I haven't even been scrolling at night. I'm just right in the bed in these luxuriously silky and soft sheets. They get softer with every wash. 15,000 customers gave these sheets five stars. They're a cooler way to sleep. See, I'm not making it up. I'm telling you, there is some type of cooling magic that's happening in these sheets. Maybe because they're one, breathable, two, they're moisture wicking, and three, hypoallergenic like my dog. They'll have you sleeping all night long. You will not get up one time. Even if you hear a bark, it ain't gonna get you up because these sheets are so bomb. Try Etitude Bedding with their 30-night sleep trial. And if you're not completely satisfied, you can return them for a full refund. Right now, you can get 20% off your order plus free shipping when you go to Etitude.com slash Lisa. That's E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E dot com slash Lisa. This is Etitude's best offer, but don't wait on it because it's only for a limited time. Order today for free shipping and 20% off your order at Etitude.com slash Lisa. What's happening? It is Friday, March 18th. My name is Lisa Page, and this is the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast. I'm sitting here with my brand new three-month-old micro golden doodle on my lap. Her name is Ivy, and you guessed it. Today's episode is all about how we got her. Before I even get into the story, this no-shedding situation with her is a total game changer. I cannot believe how this dog does not shed. Not one strand of fur is anywhere. It is unreal. Before I really dive in with how we got Ivy, I want to start off by saying that our very first dog, who was a pug, Phoebe, we got at some shady ass strip mall pet store in Valrico, Florida. And she went on to live a very long and happy life until she was 17. My point is, not all dogs who come from pet stores are bad. I'll get to the reason why I'm telling you this little factoid about Phoebe and the pet store in a second. But what you need to know is that we have been talking about getting another dog for a while now. We did that for Phoebe by getting Miles. I think Phoebe was about five when we brought Miles home and it was the best thing we ever did. And we just always knew that we would have a second dog or in this case, a third dog because Miles doesn't count. He's so ancient. It's like we don't even have a dog. When I was growing up, I always had two dogs. Stu had dogs. So we always knew we would be a two, three dog family eventually. Phoebe was our very first dog and she was the best. She was our first baby and she was our only baby for about six years before we got Miles. And then we brought Miles home and that was just like a whole nother dynamic and it was awesome. They were best buds. They went everywhere together. I loved when Stu and I would go on vacation. They could board together and be in the same little, you know, crate or whatever kennel they were at. I loved that they slept together. They were inseparable. And that's exactly what we wanted. That was the whole point of getting another dog. Sadly, when Phoebe passed away three or four years ago, and that was just the worst day ever, it was so sad. But we always knew we would get another dog for miles. And so we waited a couple years and then we got Piper. And Piper is going to be seven. Yeah, she's going to be seven in August. So we've been thinking about another dog for a while now because I want Ivy 
to be to Piper what Miles was to Phoebe, if that makes any sense. So now that Pipes is getting up in age, we definitely thought it was time to get another dog. It definitely helps that I'm home most of the day. You know, I don't think I would have jumped the gun so quickly if I had a normal nine to five job. My schedule is pretty flexible. And as you know, I work from home. So being here is obviously better than not being here most of the day. When we lived in Pennsylvania and Stu and I commuted back and forth to New York, at the time we had Phoebe and Miles and I did have a dog walker come twice a day, but now thinking back, I feel so bad that we left them alone for so long. But getting back to Ivy, I think we got her at the perfect time since this past week was spring break and our schedules have been a little loosey-goosey. But let's rewind back to last weekend when I made the mistake of telling people on Instagram that we were going to the evil dreaded pet store to look at puppies. The messages I got from people who were disappointed that we would consider getting a puppy from a pet store would blow your mind. For those of you who are not on Instagram, I'm going to retell this story so you're caught up and you'll understand my perspective, but also where I'm coming from when it relates to adopting a dog, buying a dog from a pet store, and also getting a dog from a breeder. I feel like I am qualified to speak and retell my experiences from all sides. But starting with Ivy, I found her on a breeder's website last Saturday night and I emailed inquiring about her. So Sunday, you know, mid-morning rolls around and Amber, the breeder, wrote me back and she said, yes, she's actually available. Do you want to come see her today? And I'm like, yeah, we sure do. So we ended up going to church and then we had some lunch and then we headed up to Mansfield, which was about a half hour away to go check out this dog. And I knew immediately when we got out of the car and I saw Amber and I saw Ivy that we had to take this dog home. Like she was so sweet. There was another golden doodle, a little boy. The people that ended up getting him arrived about 10 minutes after we got there to pick their dog up. And it was so fun to talk to this new puppy owner. She had a six year old and a one and a half year old. So she definitely has her hands full. Oh, no, don't eat my chair, girl. I'd be sitting. She was on my lap and now she's next to me on the floor. Don't eat my chair. Uh, excuse me. No, uh. So we saw Ivy and we were there for probably an hour and a half, two hours. The kids fell in love with her. Ainsley fell in love with her. We all fell in love with her. I fell in love with Amber, the breeder. I fell in love with Amber's parents. The whole experience was awesome. Excuse me. Ah, uh, this uh, this podcast is gonna take me forever. I might need to put you in your new bedtime. Come here, lay down on your bed. On your bed. Good girl. That's a good girl. Can you lay down? We, of course, reserved her. I gave a deposit, and then Amber was gracious enough to actually deliver Ivy to us on Monday. They were doing a little like staycation and came out to our area for a little break. Amber, her sister and her mom were going to stay at a hotel in the area and just do some shopping. So they were like, well, we'll just bring the puppy to you. So that was great because on Sunday we were not ready. We were not prepared to bring home a puppy. I had nothing. I didn't have a crate. I didn't have food, food bowls for her to eat out of. We had no toys, no chew sticks, nothing. She came to us on Monday and I have to be honest, like this puppy business is like having a toddler, not a baby, because babies sleep in the beginning. It is like having a toddler where you have to childproof everything. You can't take your eyes off of them. They're always into something new. And I got to be honest, like I totally forgot about this stage. I don't remember being 
so preoccupied with Piper when Piper was a puppy, but I probably was, and I just don't remember it. But this is just a lot, especially because now like my anxiety is super high only because everything in our house is new. So I'm like, please just don't take a shit on my new carpet. Please don't start chewing my new kitchen table, like the pedestal base, which of course she's a puppy. And this is one thing that my husband has repeatedly reminded me of since talking about getting a puppy. Because at the beginning, I said I didn't really want to get a puppy. But the more I thought about adopting, while it's great for some people, it wasn't going to be good for us because I have kids. And to circle back, I hate to sound like Jen Psaki, circle back to the story at the beginning involving Phoebe in a pet store and adopting. You know, a lot of people had a lot to say about us even going to a pet store to get a puppy. And I don't even know why I felt the need to explain this story. And I'm going to retell it here for those of you who don't follow on Instagram. But back in the day, Stu and I were probably three or four years into dating. We, not not even, maybe a year. We ended up moving in together and we decided we wanted to get a dog. So we're like, let's do the right thing and let's adopt. So we found this dog. It was a mix, some medium-sized dog, probably 50 pounds, a mix of something, don't know. Her name was Sunny, brought her home, had a good month with her until one afternoon, Stu took her to the park to walk her and she turned on Stu out of nowhere and started attacking him, grabbing his arm, grabbing his leg, would not let go of his sweatshirt. I wasn't with him. I was at work. He was by himself and he could not get control of this dog. Nobody was around to help him, but this dog went ape shit on Stu out of nowhere. I don't know if there was a leaf that flew by and it triggered the dog. I don't know. But my point is when you rescue or you adopt, you don't know 100% what happened to that dog in the past. There's a reason why a lot of these dogs, not all dogs, but there's a reason why a lot of these dogs are given up. So for us, the more we thought about it, you know, already having two dogs, one being a senior, so old and frail, and then two young kids who have have their friends over a lot, that was just kind of not an option for us. I don't want to risk a dog I don't know the past or the history of snapping or turning on me or Stu or the kids or their friends, our dogs couldn't risk it, just couldn't risk it. And you will understand if you have experienced what we experienced with adopting a dog the first time around. And you know, chances are that dog, Sunny, once we returned her back to the rescue, they probably turned around and gave her to another family. So you just don't know. You just don't know. And the more I think about it, the more mad I am with myself that I even entertained some of the messages I got about us going to a pet store to look at dogs. How could you? How could you? I'm all about getting a new puppy, but I could, I just could not see myself getting one from a pet store. Hey, well, listen, Karen, I've been on both sides. I feel like I have every right and I have room to speak here from experience with adopting a dog that didn't work out because it just started freaking attacking my husband and getting a dog from a pet store who lived a full, beautiful life before she passed away at 17 years old. And let's not forget, we got Piper from a breeder, we got Miles from a breeder, and now Ivy from a breeder. So please don't DM me about pet stores and puppy mills. What are we supposed to do, by the way, with all these dogs that y'all are saying are from puppy mills? Are we supposed to euthanize them? Are we supposed to forget about them? We're supposed to just let them sit and rot away at these pet stores? So stop. Stop talking out both sides of your mouth. The term puppy mill is just another way of saying you are getting your dog or a dog's 
sometimes can come from really shitty, horrible, abusive breeders. Go ahead, search the stories. Actually, you probably don't want to read them because they're so awful. Breeders that abuse their dogs and you know humane societies that have went into different breeders. There were like four or five different ones in Pennsylvania. And there were just tons of dogs, lots of dead dogs rotting away in cages at quote unquote breeders houses. I've said this all week, really having a puppy is equivalent to having a toddler again. I've expressed this sentiment many times this week. Let me take a second to talk to you about Grove Collaborative. I've been using this line for the last year. I discovered them at the height of our renovation last year when everything was dusty. There was debris in the air. I could see it. Constant dust clouds everywhere. So as you can imagine, it drove me crazy. But what I love about Grove Co. is not only do they have the concentrated cleaners, but they will send you some pretty cute refillable glass bottles which side note, look even cuter with some labels you can get off Etsy. But yeah, you get all the concentrated stuff. You can look and browse their website. They've got everything from your baby, just products that you can buy to help with your baby, to your toddler, to hand soaps, to laundry detergents. I'm telling you, you'll be on the website for a while because there's so many choices. And what's even better is if you want to really feel good about your choices with Grove Co., just know they are friendlier to the planet and they are twice as effective as the leading natural brands, okay? So just tuck that away in the back of your mind when you are shopping for new cleaning products, okay? Just check it out. Go to grove.com slash Lisa today to get a free gift set worth up to 50 bucks with your first order. Plus shipping is fast and it's free. You know I'm a fan of both. Get started right now at grove.com slash Lisa. That's grove.com slash Lisa. Getting back to Ivy. Yeah, it is definitely like all hands on deck. My kids, I don't think they've ever seen me so nuts in my life because, you know, they'll be watching TV and she's sitting in the family room and I'm like, y'all need to have your eyes on her. They're like, we are. Meanwhile, you know, Ainsley's playing Roblox and Zach is gaming with his friends. They're like, we are. I'm like, guys, just because you're in the same room with her does not mean you're watching her. You need to physically be watching her or put her in a playpen, which is a whole nother game-changing purchase I made from Amazon. Yeah, a puppy playpen. A bunch of you on Instagram were like, oh yeah, it's great until they topple over in it. It's wonderful until they jump out of it. Guys, why are you writing on my parade? I'm not looking to put her in this pen for more than like 10 minutes at a time. It's just to help when I need to go do the dishes or throw in a load of laundry or I don't even know, take a freaking five-minute shower and I can't watch her. I'm prepping for next week when we're a little bit more on a routine and a schedule when the kids go back to school. You know what I'm saying? She has been really pretty amazing though. So we got her on Monday. It is what, Friday? So every night this week, knock on wood, she hasn't had any accidents in the crate. I think last night was the longest that she's been in the crate. We put her in around 11 and I didn't take her out until 7.30 today. What I have learned this week is that everything I need to do for myself, I have to do before I get this dog out of her crate, meaning I've got to get up earlier. If I need to take a shower, I need to do that. I need to make my bed for sure. And I need to at least get my Keurig on and brew in my coffee before I step two feet into the laundry room to get her out of her crate. Because once she's out of her crate and I don't have backup, I can't do three things in a row without having to stop and see where she is. And for those of you who are like, well, why don't you just put baby gates up? Because I don't want to go back and relive the baby gate stage. It was easy when Piper was a puppy because we already had baby gates. Ainsley was two and a half or three. When she came into our family and into our house, we already had gates up. 
gates up the stairs. And that's why she learned so quickly not to go upstairs. I'm just kind of hoping and praying that this dog follows and doesn't do that either. <laughs> so far, so good. Knock on wood. I know that we're not even a weekend. She hasn't chewed on anything insane. She's been chewing on her chew toys. I got her so many different types of Nyla bones and raw hide free bones, puppy bones, Kongs, all the crap you shove in the Kongs. I even froze Kongs with cream cheese and peanut butter last night. Someone said pumpkin. That's another great suggestion. So I'm trying to do all the things to keep her busy and stimulated while I'm home with her. This week has definitely been my laziest week though. I mean, I've been hitting the F45 noon workouts every day because I cannot rely on Stu or the kids to try and keep an eye on her while also getting ready for work and school and eating breakfast. It's just impossible. So this week for me has been way more laid back and loungier than I'm used to. Usually I'm here and there and everywhere, running all the errands returning all the things. Do you know how many Amazon returns I have in my trunk? In two of them, I got to go to the freaking Kohl's store to do. You know I got to return them when I'm actually schlepping it into the Kohl's store and it's five miles to the dumb UPS drop-off. I hate it. I'm loathing that Kohl's trip, but I got to do it. So that's why I'm really looking forward to next week when everybody's back in school and we're back on a schedule. I can tell you right now that Miss Ivy is going to be seeing a little bit more of the crate than she's been used to this week just because I have been home. I have not gone anywhere. I feel like I've been completely disconnected with the exception of Instagram. I haven't checked emails. I haven't written anybody back. Uh, you know, my friend Natalie from uh, the Chad Prather show texted me three days ago about an event at the Texas gun experience that I didn't even like see until last night. She texted it to me on Tuesday. I'm really behind. This is unlike me, but it's only because all my focus right now is on this puppy and I want to get her one crate trained, and that's pretty good so far, but also potty trained. And once the potty training phase is over, I can relax a little bit. But until then, Lisa Page is on edge, man. She's a little bit on edge. I have appreciated so many of your messages and comments. I have noticed the same thing you guys have noticed with Miles, especially. He's got a little bit more pep in his step these days. It's so funny how a puppy can really bring life back to an old dog. And that's what we've seen in Miles since we got her on Monday, he's more interested in toys now. He's moving around a little bit more. He's engaging. He's grabbing bones that he never would normally go for. Uh, he did snap at Ivy the other night, and so did Piper, actually. But that's okay. It's fine because, you know, Ivy's learning very quickly that she's the noobs. She's the small fish in the big pond over here. And I think she's doing a pretty good job of kind of establishing where she falls within the pack, what her role is between Miles and Piper. It was funny too, because yesterday I was watching Ivy outside. You know, Miles is so slow and he's just taking his time and he's a little boy dog. So he marks everywhere. It takes him like 15 minutes to go to the bathroom because he's got to pee on all the grass and every damn bush. And at one point, Ivy went up to Miles. It wasn't just one time either. It was a few times. And she would sort of like gallop and then sort of jump at him and kind of over him as if to say, hey, like play with me. And she doesn't know he's 114 years old. She just looks at another dog and he seems to be her size. And she's just like, come on, let's go, bro. And I think Miles was getting a little annoyed and Piper sensed that. And I watched as Piper jumped in between the two and sort of like scoffed at I Ivy as if to say, back off, he's old, leave him alone. Like she kind of defended Miles. It's just so, it was cool to see 
her protective side coming out. Also, she has been really, really gentle with, with Ivy. Uh, Ivy's been kind of climbing on her at night when we're all finally relaxing and calming down. She will come over. I've noticed her licking Piper's paws or sniffing her tail. And when she sees that Piper does a big stretch, she goes over and kind of like smells around. And Piper doesn't seem to care at all, which like I've said, I knew from the jump that Piper would be fine with another dog. So, so far, so good. She's just been a joy. It's a lot of work. I'm absolutely not being overdramatic when it comes to the work that comes with getting a puppy. I just don't remember being this exhausted. (laughs) I just don't. But maybe I was exhausted all the time because my kids were a lot younger. But it's been great. And y'all know I love you. I appreciate all of your messages and your tips and your tricks and anything anything else you have for me. Don't hesitate to reach out. It may take me a little bit longer to get back to you guys just because I have only been really doing stories on Instagram and hardly getting back to anybody. That's because I'm always watching this dog. But she is the sweetest. She's curled up to the left of me on the floor sleeping right now. So what's today? Friday. We've had her for a full five days. And today is the first day she hasn't had one accident in the house. Winning! Now, again... It's only like two o'clock, so we do have the rest of the day, but I have noticed if I take her out a couple times an hour, she will go. Every single time I've taken her outside, she's gone one or two or both, so we make sure to praise her, good Ivy, good Ivy, good Ivy, and then she comes running at full speed to me, so I'll give her a treat, you know, reinforcing that if you do your business, you will get rewarded. Let's talk like we're on a game show. But yeah, she definitely has caught on very quickly that if she goes to the bathroom, she gets a treat. I've signed her up for puppy training classes. So we're going to go do that whole thing through PetSmart. I think it's six weeks. We did it with Piper. It's a good start. You know, she's got to learn the basics. Sit, shake. I want to get her to roll over. This time around, you know, because we did this whole thing with Piper. We went through the puppy training and behavioral classes with Piper. But this time around, I want my kids to come with me so they're old enough. They can listen and learn and they can pitch in and help out too. I mean, this is not just mommy's dog, even though clearly I'm her favorite. But I really want to encourage the kids to help out. And they have been. I don't think they realized how much work it was because you have to seriously watch her if she's not contained. One thing that I've already done myself, but I've told the kids not to do, but I'm doing it on my own, like when no one's around is holding Ivy on the couch. And that is a big no-no. You know, Piper doesn't jump on the couch. Miles, he hasn't been able to jump for 15 years. But honest to God, that was another big thing. Like, I don't want this dog on the couch. I don't want any animals on my furniture. Well, you know who is putting a blanket right over her lap and taking this little fur ball. And I've been snuggling with her when no one's been watching. I know that's bad. I got to stop it. I got to stop it now. (laughs) I can't help it though. She's so cute. And she loves to be held. She's just so content and calm and doesn't try and jump out of your arms. Like she just, you can tell she loves to be loved. She loves to be loved. I haven't introduced her to George quite yet because I think she might think George is a chew toy. You know, we're not at that point where I can just take George out like I do with with him around Piper, but I am still loving on George at night and Nibbles is still here. She's thriving. We'll have had her two years next month. Yeah. And you know, Griffin. Griffin's in brumation. A lot of you are like, well, where's Griffin? You haven't shown him in weeks. He's going through this thing called brumation where it's sort of like hibernation. 
you know, he has not really done a lot. He's not moving around a lot, but he's eating very slowly and he takes his time. And it's just a phase that these bearded dragons go through once a year around this time. So, but he's good. Everybody's good. Okay. Knock on wood. Everybody's good. So I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Again, any advice, any new toys, bones that you think would help keep this girl busy, let me know. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you back here next week on the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast.